Tokyo Lives, Giant Monster Podcast, where the hosts truly believe that this episode has been two years in the making. I'm Cameron. I'm Kyle. And I'm Rob. And this (laughs) 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 week... Nailed it. This week, we're talking about uh, 2018's Monstrum. (gasps) Monstrum. Yeah, it's a movie about a big old kitty cat looking for love in all the wrong places. But first, we got... (laughs) A little bit of news to get through. Oh, we do. A little bit. Um, uh, yeah, we have a handful yeah. of news items. Uh, let me just pull handful. up the list here and go, whoa. Yep, <laughs> like the floating algae in a, the swamp of... <laughs> my eye is popping out of my head like anywhere. a cartoon. Yeah, this where are we going anywhere. with that I'm bit? trying to figure out where Cameron's going. Yeah. Um, okay, was, yeah. yeah. So so we have, yeah, we have a bunch of news. Uh, the reason why we have a bunch of news is because... Uh, as always, at the end of the year, we take like two weeks off yeah. because it's Christmas and then New Year's. Uh, unfortunately for that, for us, <laughs> uh, a bunch of news broke while the break was happening. Um, nothing as big as we thought we were going to get because we were still pretty <sighs> sure that a Godzilla trailer was going to come on Christmas, but we got nothing. Yeah. But we do actually have quite a bit of GVK stuff to talk about yeah. that's not trailer related. Um, so uh, the first news is actually something that happened recently but it's also the first news item i posted after the last episode so it's been it's it's a kind of a a news story that's kind of been evolving uh over these two weeks um okay so we've talked a lot about it already and we're going to talk about it probably quite a bit more still all the way up until the official release of the movie uh but we warner brothers made a huge uh jump and decided to set all of their 2021 films to release both on streaming and in theaters uh on the same day um, and it would be on HBO Max for 30 days, uh, and then it will go away until the official final, you know, movie releases. Yeah. Um, this has caused a huge uproar in, in Hollywood. It's been kind of a roller coaster ride of watching people <laughs> react to it. That some some of them don't actually have anything that they should be able to say about it because they have no dog in this game or whatever you uh, whatever the horse in the game. I don't know what the actual <laughs> saying no is. No leg in this hokey pokey. Your, there you go. <laughs> like translation of uh, colloquialisms is always very, very uh, uh, pleasing, Kyle. It's amazing, right? Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> I've got no dog in this ring. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Uh, so it's been kind of wild. Um, we the, the one thing that we did know is that um, legendary um, were close at first to putting a lawsuit through because. GVK was uh, they were offered uh, 250 million dollars for GVK's streaming rights to go to Netflix. Um and that is that would have been a huge deal. Um and one of the biggest things that people will note about this is Netflix is worldwide 
whereas HBO Max is not. Yeah. HBO Max is only in the States. Um, so H- Warner Brothers shut that down, and then they did this announcement and did not give Legendary any sort of notice about <laughs> yeah. it, which caused a huge stink. Uh, but we've kind of started to kind of see that maybe there was at least a little bit of planning behind Warner Brothers' announcement. Like, they probably already had some numbers of money that they were going to give Legendary about this transfer. Yeah. Um, but the it, news that we're getting though is that they didn't like even officially tell like the people at Legendary until like 30 no. minutes before the yeah. like news dropped. <laughs> the big announcement. Yeah. And, and that, and, and we do know that was from, that was a decision from AT&T who owns Warner brothers uh, because they didn't want the news to leak. And they thought if they told their partners that it would leak somehow onto the internet before it happened. Uh, now guys, um, listen, which is bullshit. <laughs> maybe maybe but, they just yeah. forgot. <laughs> Oh shoot! <laughs> Maybe like just before the they're email. like, "Hey, did uh, <laughs> uh, our, hey, where's our... legendary?" They're just, I haven't heard from them yet, and the intern's just like, "Oh shucks, yeah, who's our intern <laughs> character, Steve?" <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Sorry, we gotta get back to some of our previous episodes. Ah, oh, dang, ah, oh, jeez. I thought oh, I sent the email, but I sure did not. Gosh. <laughs> oh, it's just sitting in drafts. I'm so sorry. Uh, and I he keep has to doing apologize this. to the Animaniacs who of course run Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we but basically like we've we've kind of heard that like gears are turning behind the scenes to try and get this resolved. Um, but we hadn't really heard like officially like if it was resolved or if like where the the negotiation processes was. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm firmly in the belief that we were actually supposed to get that trailer on Christmas, but because of this stuff going behind the scenes, they held off. Yeah. We must, um, we must have had that, that must've been it, the plan. There's right? no way that they were just the like, day. here's I a mean, also, banner. Like, I still think your banner <laughs> image was like, I, I think your investigation was correct. Yeah. Cause why Cause it's else? just, it's, it's still too much of a coincidence. Like, it's not like, like they put like, you know, like Dune and like other stuff on there, anything like that. They it specifically was just the put a Godzilla foot, like, you know, signed by yeah. Godzilla, you know, signed I, by yeah. Godzilla. And then, and then, and then not to mention the, the, the hatred that I spouted because like, it really pissed me off on Christmas day. They posted a yes. Merry Christmas picture with just like one of the, the Godzilla, the Godzilla like figures Christmas from Playmates oh, with man. some Christmas lights on its back. I was like, oh, how dare you? F you. You. <laughs> you know, you know what we all want. <laughs> F you. Come on. And it's it's just frustrating because we haven't even gotten a poster yet. But, you know, it's just like there's, there's just a lot. Okay? We got better than a there's poster. There's a lot going on. Hey, yeah. Got a banner. <laughs> we got another banner. Ooh, is that <laughs> it's, on the it's news? whiter than a poster. Black and white. So... <laughs> But anyway, uh, so, okay. But anyway, so so the most recent news literally happened, uh, when, when was this? This was like, the 8th. This was yesterday. Yeah, just literally yesterday. Hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it looks like, um, from some insiders, it looks like Godzilla vs. Kong is going to stay as a double release. Mm. It looks like the negotiations right now are actually using Dune as kind of the film that will be thrown to the wolves in theaters in October uh, because Legendary is adamant that they want that film to be only in theaters or the director, uh, what's his name? Dennis Vigneault or however you say his last name. Um, he's an amazing director. I, don't, Imagine don't get me wrong. Imagine actively I, I love deciding films, you but... don't want your, your film to make money. 
<laughs> he well, he wants to be an artur he wants to create he something wants, that can be yeah. called a cult classic in a few years mm-hmm. you know he no he wants sequels is what he wants oh, it can't be a that's cult classic if it's successful <laughs> that's what he said he's like dude I, I i'm only doing part of the first book or whatever so i want to do sequels and if they do the joint release it won't get sequels and it's like well that's not necessarily true first of Bud. all second of all like really <laughs> this is the hill you're gonna die on okay yeah but anyway um so that's it's that seems to be what the negotiation is doing right now is legendary is basically telling Warner Brothers like we're not going to cause a stink about Godzilla versus Kong like you guys can release it you know I'm sure there's some money trading hands but um and then for Dune we want that released only in theaters so take Dune off the 20 the the 2021 HBO Max deal yeah. but keep GVK on it um I'm not sure if I, you know, like, I, I don't know what's, is that a good deal? Is it not? I don't know. But that seems to be what's happening. Uh, and I think, like, we actually kind of posited something similar was going to happen where it's like, the, the money's going to trade hands behind the scenes. We're probably not ever going to know how much luxury yeah. it gets from this deal. But there's definitely some money trading hands. Um, and it's just going to make it so GVK is still getting the double release. You guys, um, yeah. I just want to see the big lizard and the big monkey hug. Yeah, just punch just each other. Just want to see him hug. Then kiss a little bit. You know, Maybe a little they, kiss. At this point, little... they don't even have to kiss. Before, I was like, if they don't kiss, then four thumbs down. Movie's over. But now, I'll, they don't even have to. They don't even have to smooch on the lips. They can just kind of like do the French thing. Oh, where wait, they just kind wait. of like on the side of the side of the cheeks. Yep. And then um, Colin goes back to Skull Island, and Godzilla's like, "Au revoir." <laughs> but. Uh, so, uh, to, to kind of also give an idea of how far the negotiations are for GVK specifically, uh, the insider did say that the only thing that's really being negotiated still is talent, uh, like the money for talent mm. for like the actors. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing that's being negotiated, but the insider said that it's not like going badly. Like the no- no- negotiations aren't going badly. It's just that that's what's being negotiated right now. Hey guys. So, uh, Godzilla salary leaked and. You know what I can say about it? <laughs> what? You know what I can say about it? What can you say about what? it? That's a lot of fish. Because ah! they're paying him in. It's yeah. like they're paying him in fish. I, yeah. Let's that's just call I, the episode there. Let's just. That's good enough. That's I think we're we did, done. Right, I think we did good. All right, guys. <laughs> yep, that's good. Um, but yeah, so so the important thing to note is that as of right now, it looks like the film is going to stick to its May twenty one uh, May twenty first release date uh-huh. in theaters, uh, as well as HBO Max. Once again, key thing to note, and I'm saying it multiple times in our episode to make sure that you G fans <laughs> understand exactly what the deal is. It is releasing the same day in theaters. And on HBO Max. Yes. And it will only be on HBO Max for 30 days. Yes. It is not just being released on HBO Max. It's not skipping its theatrical run. That's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. It is re- being released on both. So you have a choice of how you watch the film. There's I'm literally so tired nothing of you can complain it. about. <laughs> if I catch I'm any of you so outside of my it. window well, well, again well. with your boombox. my domain, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of reading people complaining about it, not understanding that's the deal. I'm so, I'm absolutely it's, done with it. It is pretty it's wild to keep seeing people that are still, I mean, at least it, it's died. It's only on like a handful of like tokusatsu Facebook pages. I don't see it like yeah. on the Twitter discourse anymore, which is nice, but. No, not as much. Yeah. It's, but it's still, still just like. Mm. Every once in a while, like I'll see 
like I'll see it because it like it pops up in our uh like you know in our like you know little like list of like oh this person replied to something, so I like I'll like look at it and she's like ah let's scroll through these comments and see what I've ah <laughs> it's super frustrating but yeah so as of right now it looks it looks like we're still getting that. Um, so there was a total film article that I'm not really going to talk about cause it didn't say anything. Uh, and then there is a, uh, entertainment weekly, uh, special on Ew. it supposed to come out this month as well. You article. You guys get it. Um, and I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but, uh, for 2014 Kong skull Island and King of the monsters and entertainment weekly article it. came out. Don't do no, it. Hold on. It's true. No, this is these are this is these I, are the facts. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen for this movie. I, I'm saying these are the facts for the previous films. Don't get your hopes films. up. Is all I'm saying. I'm not. T- don't get your hopes up. 100. <laughs> percent But I will say, what the what happened is is Entertainment Weekly put out an article about the movie with a an image from the film, a brand new, never before seen image. Yeah. And then about 10 days later, that's when the trailer came out. So I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but it ha- if if we're following the track record of every other MonsterVerse <laughs> film, there is a chance that that's going to happen. And if they're sticking to the May 21st date, we've got to have a trailer before the end of February. I'm right? just saying, like right? we well, can't. got to. Okay, we but can't. so here's 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 my you just can't. here's my counterstatement. <laughs> they now know exactly how much money they're going to make for this film. If they're doing True. the math and they're like, <laughs> we can't spend any money on advertisements. <laughs> they're looking at how Rob, much they're definitely the going to make commercial? <laughs> from, from HBO Max. And then they're like, okay, theaters, 15% capacity at most. Uh, let me crunch some numbers. Hey, Steve, the intern, what do you think? And then Steve has one of those like 80s calculators that makes like paper roll out of the top of it. He's I miss he's like, I just don't know how to make these numbers meet up. And then they just <laughs> They're so far it. away from each other on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get them any closer. Counterpoint. I, just, I don't think that they'll do that, but it would be, again, very funny. Third counterpoint. Third oh. repost. <gasps> uh-huh. They discovered they do have money for advertising, but they're going to have to get a little creative. So everyone <laughs> on Earth gets one email. Thirteen for thirteen seventy five. They will send an email to every <laughs> single human on Earth, and you get to you get to you get to you get you each get one second of footage. No, no more. Yeah. Well, no, one because then... and sometimes it's duplicated. Sometimes it's duplicated. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's, randomized. A roll of the it's a randomized thing. Because I was thinking, they, like, because so then everybody only... just gets together and we can watch the whole movie. No, early. no, no, no. There's, there's only like maybe one minute full of footage. <laughs> Everybody gets one frame, and some people get the same frame. It's they've got the full like you know two minute long trailer, but they split it into individual <laughs> seconds. And they they scatter it across the and seas. put it behind paywalls. Yeah. All these calls for unity. <laughs> In these divisive times, this could finally be what brings us all this together. This is it. This My is what God. makes us come together. <laughs> Amazing. But, no, ser- but in in, re- in reality, like I, I know it's not going to follow the normal marketing strategy of a movie, just in general. Like at this point, it's really it's not going to. It only has it, it only has, has four months. It already until, has. It. Yeah, it, ha- it has four months until the movie comes out. Like there's, there's we're we're coming up on it here, uh, but like. If they want, okay. Here's the thing: we know a spoiler. We know a big spoiler. If they're not going to reveal that first, that big spoiler in the first trailer, and they're going to take take it to the second trailer Ooh. to reveal that spoiler, 
you got to get that first trailer out like now <laughs> to reveal that <laughs> it's a romantic like, comedy. You, you gotta you gotta build up to it. Yes. You gotta build up to it a little yeah. bit. You can't just like throw him in, throw the throw the spoiler in. Which, by the way, the total film article literally had the spoiler written in it. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know how secret it's gonna be. Well, that's this not point. the spoiler anymore, uh, now, is it? <laughs> yeah, I I question it. But anyway, um, what if they put a spoiler on the spoiler? Mm. To make him fast. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I want to see it. <laughs> All right. So moving on, moving right along. So Ooh. these are this one's going to be a quick one. I'm going to. Do you uh, want me to, to throw yeah, these two out yeah. there? Okay. So, well, uh, wait, two. So, <laughs> SRS Cinema is going to be releasing two movies this year that I am extremely excited. Well, multiple movies. This oh year. yes. Okay. But um, yeah. the first one that's going to be coming out. Uh, is going to be Konga TNT, which uh, if you haven't seen the spectacular trailer <laughs> for it, is a bootleg sequel reboot of the 1960s Konga movie. Uh, yes. And it looks, it's just like... It's literally just a dude in like a, a gorilla oh, suit that you buy at like Party It looks more City. like a sequel to yeah. Ape than a sequel to Konga. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's very asylum level, but it seems more campy, like fun, yeah. as opposed to like raunchy and like boring. So I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Um, the other one, and then and the this other is actually one, down yeah. the list a little bit, but I'm just going to throw it in here because no, it's a good place to. I forgot they were releasing by the same company. Yeah. So uh, the other thing they're going to be releasing is called Monster Seafood Wars, which is yeah. a tokusatsu film about a science patrol esque group that has to fight giant seafood kaiju and cook them up and eat them. And yeah. everything I've seen about it looks very quirky and weird and fun. It looks like a delightful yeah. film, and I can't wait to watch that one and talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, both yeah, of those are coming out. It, uh, yeah. I, can I preemptively claim that for one of my months? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Because, uh, listen, it just I do want to eat early 2021 monsters. for it. Like, it doesn't give us, like, an actual, like, a set date. Yeah, we don't have a date or anything, but but early twenty twenty one. So who knows? Maybe for Cameron's gonna, next month, we'll be covering Seafood Wars. Do they? Yeah, it's uh, eat the monsters. Oh, yeah, yes. they do eat the monsters. Okay, good. Yeah, they good. kill the monsters and then they eat them. That yeah, would have been like, a deal breaker for me. <laughs> yeah, all that uh, good. Yeah, it says it says pre orders begin in February. Perfect. Um, oh yeah, there so, for the food or the yeah. movie, both for both. <gasps> oh, and the VHS <laughs> special edition. You know which way I'm gonna buy it. Oh, Ooh. Rob's gonna buy that on a, with his own money. <laughs> Yeah. The way it was meant to be seen. <laughs> listen, He's like, listen. Mm, maybe not I'm, I'm going to uh, <laughs> get the technology to convert VHSs to digital, and that way I'm, I'm just going to like and then do it blast. backwards. And then yeah. I found a way where you can actually make a VHS record. Like if you plug a VHS to your computer, you can or VCR, you can actually record like uh like something that's playing in DLC onto. Oh my god! So I can actually start converting all of the movies that Just, I want uh, to watch into reverse, VCR reverse format. The technology. <laughs> Turn back the wheels of time. Absolutely, um, just cranking it backwards. So Kyle, so 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 me, Kyle, keeping on the GBK news. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. So Kyle, uh, take it away. So, uh, so uh, we got the official solicitations for the two prequel graphic novels oh. for Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, Godzilla Dominion and Kingdom Kong, which are both amazing titles. Very good. Uh, 
So, uh, the Godzilla one, I'll read the little synopsis. A unique story that picks up after the events of King of the Monsters, where the Titans have risen and the reign of Godzilla has begun. <laughs> As told entirely from Godzilla's point of view, the graphic novel begins new, uh, brings new insights yeah. to the King of the Monsters, his <laughs> habitats, ancient rivalries, challenges, and encounters with new Titans. As his new era of dominance is tested, a coming confrontation with another king looms. A confrontation. confrontation. Hey, why didn't they call uh, it Congum? Oh, uh, actually, now that I'm uh, saying it, I see yep. why they didn't call can't it that. Say it. Never yep. mind. Can't slight, say it. slight issue there. Um, and then Kingdom Kong is a sequel to the graphic novel Skull Island Birth of Kong oh. and a prelude to Godzilla vs. Kong. The upcoming Kong prequel graphic novel will follow a group of highly skilled military pilots gathered together on Skull Island to see who has the right stuff to take on a dangerous mission into the Hollow Earth. One of the pilots, Audrey, is haunted by the memories of a monstrous clash with Godzilla's one of Godzilla's titanic rivals that left deep scars. I'm assuming Rodan. Mm-hmm. Uh, when <laughs> no, Skull Island is attacked by Camasots... No, 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 because that's what it says. It separates them. Oh. It says, it's haunted by one of the monsters clashed with Godzilla's titanic rivals. And then it says, when Skull Island is attacked by Kamazots, oh. a bat-like titan, Audrey must come to terms with her inner demons and finding his home newly threatened, Kong must rise to face this usurper Ooh. that would plunge the world into perpetual night. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that's very good. Um, so they're both going to be sixteen ninety nine SRP. Uh, and then uh, they are coming to shops on March 31st, 2021. Which so shops? Pretty much exactly a month before the movie. Are we going to do two uh, special reports? Or how do you want to handle that's that? That's a good question. I don't know yet. <laughs> However, I will say we will cover both of the comics in April in some shape form, yes. shape or form. Whether it's we do two special reports or we just do one huge one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it will be determined when we actually get the comics and take a look yeah, at it. Yeah, how big see. they are, yeah. Because Godzilla Dominion, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of dialogue. Yeah. So if Godzilla Dominion is just a lot of art and like a story just told through art, we might be able to kind of condense that yeah. into the Kingdom uh, Kingdom Kong one. Um, so, But anyway, these look really, really good. Uh, the fact that we have a release date is awesome. Um, I, I, that's kind of That happened actually before we got this recent news. So this kind of really does line up with them keeping that May release date. Um, because we're kind of running into a situation, and I'll talk about it when we talk about the toys and a few, a few, a few news items, but uh, where a lot of these things have to be slated to be released like the books and the like the, the graphic novels the children's books the uh, novels the everything like all of that stuff has to be actually put to be released in like computer systems for retailers um, and it has to be done pretty soon yeah uh, and also a lot of these companies that they like sent out like Titan books for the novels and stuff like that they actually have a contract that says when the stuff has to release by. So after a certain point this year, Legendary and Warner Brothers would actually have to completely renegotiate like the contract deal for the releases of these books and stuff. So if the movie gets delayed or brought forward, it's not going to be far f- either brought forward or far pushed back. Yeah. Like if it may be June if it gets pushed back a little bit. But I, I just don't see that happening at this point. Uh, unless the deal between Warner Brothers and Legendary breaks down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, moving on. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, so we got a few little images yeah. for the comic of Dinosaur Wars Isenborg. Yes. Um, 
some of it drawn by Matt Frank. Yeah. Um, it, it's the, it the attack of awesome. the super monsters. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> like, okay. I'm just going to say really quick that uh, Matt Frank did an amazing job uh, capturing both his style, his vibe, the art style of the show, including making the dinosaurs look like this hyper-realistic, like he's, it's got a very different art style compared yeah. to how the humans and the like creatures that were animated in the show look like, which are very, very yeah. anime looking. And the fact that he did both is yeah. so impressive and cool. Awesome very stuff. Cool. Yeah. I, I cannot really wait to read the this. Show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just three images of it. It was just like a teaser. Kind yeah. of. There's not much to talk about with it. I just wanted to mention it. Um, so the next piece of news is still keeping with GVK. Uh-huh. Uh, we are getting the next round of toys, uh, the Playmates toys for Walmart. Uh, so we've seen three new toys. Uh, one of them is one that actually was in the leak, but we didn't get a good like HD look at it. Uh, and its name is Warbat. Yeah. Um, it looks like the Cobra from Godzilla the it Animated does. Series. Um, so it's a giant like s- snaky thing with giant like almost like wings. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for for its, its crest. Like, hood as yeah. a cobra. Yeah. Um, and it says, uh, it's, it's description on the back is powerful enough to tear through armored vehicles with its massive fangs. The war bats are venom winged monsters that hunt the hidden depths of the hollow earth. So I think we'll see them like when they're actually going down into the hollow earth, these things are going to be like, yeah, probably taking out some of their planes and stuff or whatever they're taking down in squirming around um, They're big. Yeah. They don't seem like they're going to be as big as like, you know, Kong and Godzilla. No, um, but no, like they yeah. do have like a little like sub toy with them, which is one thing that a lot of these have. Um, and it's a little tiny like vertebrate <laughs> thing. It's one of the ospreys. Yeah. Is what, it, what they're called. Yeah. Oh, the, the okay. Osprey planes. I'm thinking yeah. of fallout. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, it's, listen, what's the difference? There isn't one. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so we get, we, we're getting that one. Uh, and then the other two, uh, are, are actually, I think it's, yeah, it's two are really, really, really cool. Uh, we're getting some of the, uh, like kind of gimmicky toys, uh, which I absolutely love, uh, of Godzilla and Kong. Uh, they're larger toys. I think they're like, uh, like seven or eight inches tall. Um, or it doesn't even, it actually might say on the toy. No, it doesn't say, uh, I know they're going to be a little taller, but yeah, they have lights and sounds. So Godzilla, his spikes light up and he roars, lights uh, and Kong, sounds. his, he roars as well. Uh, <laughs> and Kong is one of those toys that you pull back. Like you like can pull him back and he like punches. Punches forward. Yeah. So like you like, yeah, he has <laughs> mm-hmm. the like spring in him to punch. And then Godzilla has a little, uh, little, like one of those little like <laughs> missile things that you can get that you put in his mouth and he fires it out awesome. when, you, when he roars. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Before yep. you finished those sentences, my brain went ahead and autocorrected and filled in the rest in my mind. Uh-huh. And what it presented me with was a Kong that you can stretch. <laughs> like a stretch Kong? <laughs> and a Godzilla that has that little, like, reserv- that little like reservoir inside that you fill up with water. And then when you squeeze him, he shoots water out of his mouth. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. So that's... Um, I guess where I'm yeah. at right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Kong does come with uh, his his battle axe as well. Um, so That's great uh, axe. Awesome. We get another look at the axe I, as well. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just Death, I still mm, looks like a Godzilla dorsal plate. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that's definitely what it looks like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'll say for our next piece of news, there's actually one that's missing. I'm going to throw this in here yeah, really quick. Is. Yeah. 
Please. Uh, I, I, I so Waxwork Records. Uh, we like talked about this forever ago. We didn't know exactly what the end product was going to be because they said something big is coming. And they had like the original Godzilla. Godzilla stomps. So yeah. officially what they're going to be releasing is an 18 LP box set of the entire Showa era soundtrack uh, soundtracks. Um, so like it looks beautiful. It looks just yeah. like it, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Oh, gosh. Every cover art is so, so good. Um, again, it's the, however, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is. It's, it's it, because it is vinyls yes. and because it's a collector's edition yes. and because it's what, it like contains 45 bucks? so much. Yeah, it's only forty five dollars. You know, surprisingly, uh, no, it's it's no, like I think it's it's a little bit more than four fifty. It's something four, like that. Yeah, it's four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, so not a lot of my price range. I don't uh, think I'm gonna buy that, unfortunately. <laughs> I might have they, to pass if, on this one, guys. If they separated it, if they if they started separating the soundtracks and just sold the individual ones, like I I would be convinced to buy like like a couple of them. Oh, like I'd yeah. buy the Mechagodzilla soundtrack, maybe Terror of Mechagodzilla, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I'd G-Z4, buy the Hetero or, one like... in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are these all going <laughs> to oh, be yeah. sung by Godzilla? Uh, some of them, yes. <laughs> I hope so. He's <laughs> making his They got sure Godzilla out known. of retirement. They, uh, you know, his pipes are not, not, not quite as smooth as they used to be. A little but rusty. He still, he still gets in there, you know? <laughs> Godzilla's come um, to save us. And he picks up a mic and just goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> so uh the next one uh blew up the internet like it, because no one expected this to happen uh it was literally on new year's eve um <laughs> and uh i was scrolling through twitter and i came upon this image and i thought we've gotten a lot of fan art of this so i was like oh it's just another piece of fan art you and then fool. i looked at the twitter account <laughs> and i was like oh no no it's not oh shit uh, and uh, we were actually one of the first people to post it everywhere because nobody knew everybody. Everybody missed it because they thought it was just more fan art. They were like, "Oh, it's just another fan art piece." <laughs> uh, but we got our first good look, uh, like official like art, uh, other than the weird scratchy art that we got at the beginning. But this is our first like full look at the singular point Godzilla uh, for the anime coming next year, coming this year, next year, coming this year in April. Um, it's awesome. It, it's a cool, such a cool design. He's got them crazy eyes. Yeah. He's got that awesome snaggle fang that we <laughs> saw in the other design. Yeah. But I love where it's placed. I love like where it's like, like slightly further back than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's like, you know, like two or three teeth back from the front of his mouth. Yeah. It's not it's like this it's giant... not his incisors, you know, it's not his canines. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think it was like... going to be like, uh, when you're hanging out with like a cool chihuahua, and their <laughs> lips get like stuck on their teeth, so they have oh, like yeah. one tooth hanging out. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> no, no, it's like it's like actually like growing from his like upper lip. Yeah, it's like it's like coming out of his upper lip. Um, he's got a really cool like uh, texture to him that looks that's very very interesting. Uh, it doesn't look like the traditional Godzilla scales on his neck. It looks a little bit more jagged. Yeah, uh, maybe more Millennium era esque for that kind of part of him. Uh, you do get a look at a traditional Godzilla spike on the like r- right on the back of his neck. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean overall that the like the face looks very like Heisei era kind of. Yeah. Um. So. I think we're gonna get. I uh, me and my friend Julio were actually talking about this the other day, but I think we're gonna get a very traditional looking Godzilla. Yeah. To go with all these radical designs for all the other kaiju, 
Because, you know, we're, we're going like there's a like Rodan is like a full on pterodactyl, <laughs> you know, in singular point. And, you know, you got Titanosaurus looking like a whale, possibly. Looking you know, like so a whale. I think, I think we're going to have a very traditional looking Godzilla to go along with that to kind of con- counteract, uh, you know, the other designs, which <laughs> which is good. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely excited about that. That's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this image, like I said, it, it blew up the internet once. Once people realized it was real, everybody started <laughs> freaking out. Um, and it's it's funny, you know, everybody's been joking about it, but I mean, we joked about it whenever we got the first trailer. It's like, somehow I'm almost more excited for Singular Point than I am for GVK, <laughs> just because we have nothing for GVK. Yeah. And we've at least had a trailer for this, and we've gotten some good looks at the designs of the creatures. We've got, and we like, yeah, the trailer showing off, like, look at these returning images, these... Uh, like oh, Jet Jaguar's Gabra's coming back. back. What <laughs> if you if you showed Jet Jaguar's like torso in the GVK like trailer? <laughs> I I would be over the top. That would, I would that, ascend like, into an the, energy being. All all the spoilers that we've had we have for it. If that's the one thing that's been kept, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like holy crap. Uh, I would be amazed. Uh, that's that is one other thing to note. We uh, we have been getting um, so they've been kind of releasing them kind of like on a weekly basis of like new uh, character sheets, basically of the characters. And we described some of those characters last time. Uh, but one of the things that we didn't know uh, because we did not see the back of the jackets. Oh of yes, the, the white haired protagonist and and some of the other characters have this blue and red jacket. And on the back is just flat out Jet Jaguar. I, so, yes. yeah, clearly they're the crew that either built Jet Jaguar or are building Jet well, Jaguar. Because they're like, um, it, it says that he's like a robotics, like, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we kind of suspected it last yeah. time. I think we kind of like, we're like, eh, maybe. But now I absolutely um, but, have to get this jacket. <laughs> oh, yes. No, absolutely. They better, they better sell this jacket. Please. Like, online please. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you need to it's, join it's, Jet Jaguar's biker gang today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's looking it's looking great, honestly. Like, uh, if you haven't seen that image, it's on our Twitter. It's on our Facebook as well, the Singular Point Godzilla image. Um, I'm sure you have by now. It's kind of been everywhere. Um, <laughs> but it's worth a look in case you were curious to what we're going to get for the design. Um, I would expect, since that's coming out in April in Japan, I would definitely expect we would be getting like another trailer probably early March, I would say, because mm. that usually tracks with the anime releases. Um, but I don't know. Um, we don't know. The, the, the thing we still don't know, and it's still very unclear, is when it's going to be on Netflix for everyone else. Yeah. We know it's coming out in Japan on Netflix uh, in April. But and it's getting a worldwide release, but we just don't know when. We don't have a date for it or anything like that. Um, so we'll have to see as we get closer. Hopefully, we get some more information about that. Um, and then this last piece of news is super quick, but super awesome. Uh, so people, G fans have been dying for this, uh, and I, I haven't really had a 4K TV up until recently to really like want this, but. Um, Godzilla 2014 is the only MonsterVerse film that does not have a 4K release up until this point. Yeah, what's up with that? It only got its original Blu-ray release. And as everybody knows, that original Blu-ray release was like really dark in the transfer and it doesn't look good on a lot of people's (laughs) TVs. And so people have been like really wanting like another way to view the film that may look better. Oh, good. Um, And so... I had to uh, fix mine by hand. (laughs) 
I, honestly, I every I TV it. I have had <laughs> on the back. Well, I haven't done that, <laughs> but every TV that I have had, I, every time I watch 2014, I've had to adjust the settings a little bit. Yeah, to, to get it to look right. It it, it just it's the, the the transfer is notoriously dark. It's really bad. Um, but uh, we are going to get supposedly a 4K release of 2014 sometime this year. Um, uh, the image that it was released for it <laughs> was fake. Oh. But the actual <laughs> news, the actual news is not. Okay. The actual place that the, the, the they pulled the, the news from is real. It's a place that tracks upcoming uh, 4K releases, and 2014 was on that on that list from Warner Brothers. So it, it, it's tracking that it is going to happen this year, but the actual image that you've seen being passed around of like the actual 4K case of 2014 is fake. Um, so just, just to make sure that news is clear for everyone. It, it is supposed to be happening, but... The original image is, is, is fake. Yeah. Um, but that's exciting. I'm really excited to buy it again and, and watch it on my 4K TV. Like, I really want to see it again in the same quality that I saw it opening night on IMAX. Oh, my 4K you know? TV. Like, that oh. would be really, really nice. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, Kyle. I went, I've been to an IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whatever. I'm just going to rip it onto a VHS and I'll be good. There you go. Watch yeah. the VHS rip. He's going to buy the oh 4K version even, and put that on I VHS. I can't even imagine. And then throw the 4K version away. <laughs> Yeah, I yes. can't even imagine what that would look like. <gasps> I bet mean, I could do that. If I remember right, Rob, if I remember right, you bought the DVD copy yes. before we were going to review it, right? Like you bought it and you were like, well, you tried to watch the DVD and you were just like, I can't see anything. <laughs> well, I, I watched it and I remember talking about it. I was like, yeah, it's just weird. It's so dark because I didn't know about like the. Yeah, you didn't know the. <laughs> Rob, is there. Yeah, I remember that and I was like, no, I got to buy the Blu ray for you guys. It's... Rob, do you know any rituals or spells? To uplift a pitiful Blu-ray into <laughs> to be 4K, <laughs> God's form of media, the chosen media form, yes. the yes, Almighty Laser Disc. Uh, oh, oh no, there it is. that unfortunately, there it is. Uh, Laser Discs. <laughs> I do want to get into Laser Disc, uh, like the the ethos of that. Well, I want Rob, a diesel powered Laser Disc player. Uh, <laughs> I think Diesel one day power. I could I can like achieve those heights of like you know r- like really absorbing a film literally because of the radiation that leaks off of them. But mm-hmm. I, I can't wait until I, I ascend those heights. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So so if you if you have been wanting a different version of the film, uh, there there should be a 4K release. It, it's also possible if they're upresing it to 4K, the Blu-ray release. That's you know because it'll be a dual pack. The Blu-ray that it's a, with the 4K release might actually be a different transfer as well. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. We'll have to look into that as it gets closer uh, once we get an actual like solicitation from Warner Brothers. But um, but anyway, uh, we've got a big big old Ooh. dog cat movie to talk we about. We got a big old boy <laughs> to talk about. We got a big so, old boy. Uh, Rob, I like, why don't I like you, the uh, dog cat. I can't wait Best to talk about this dog cat. Cat dog. <laughs> uh, so, you know. As they always say, after these messages, we'll be right back. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster will destroy us all. Sure, look at that monster. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster. This monster, you think? You think your bombs will stop him? And we're back to talk for real. About Monstrum, ooh, from 2018. Yeah, two years ago when we said that we were going to talk about it and then didn't for what I don't know. <laughs> Stuff happened. 
well, no, the movie just literally didn't come out until it took forever. a few yeah. months ago. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It came out. It came out like last month. Yeah, yeah officially, and like in America. Been hearing uh, about it forever. Um, but like, not to be too spoilery on my final thoughts, but like, that was worth the wait. This is a, this it was worth the wait. Movie. <laughs> not as fuzzy as I was hoping, but no, fuzzy but, enough, you know. But perhaps a bit shiny. No, that's not the right word. I'm sure it'll no. come to me later. You'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, um. So Cameron, take us take us through the plot of this movie. Gosh, um, I'd love to. So the movie starts. Most of it takes place in 1523, but it starts in 1506, just to yes. kind of set things up. And it takes place in feudal Korea. Is that the right term? Yes. yes. Well, well, Medieval yeah. Korea. I don't know. Olden days. <laughs> um. And uh, there is a terrible plague wracking across uh, the the country, and we see a group of villagers being rounded up and executed and dumped into a pit. So you know it's going to be a real fun time here with Monstrum. <laughs> um, one of the only survivor is a young young girl who is uh, picked up by some cool guy with a sword and armor and whisked away. And uh, the rest of the movie takes place 20 years later with, uh, it turns out that the guy who picked up that girl and raised her as his own is the former general of the Royal Guard? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's a very important military man and he's super good with martial arts and swords. And so is his uh, best friend brother because they say brother, but in like the, like Anaki type way. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're all anime fans here. Um, (laughs) And they get tasked by the king to sort out this business with a uh, creature that is stalking the stalking the wilds and just just tearing people to shreds. Just really (laughs) going to town on them. Um, But the king is like, I suspect that it's all a ruse put on by my (laughs) prime minister to depose me and he's like super paranoid and he's spending more time worrying about this than you know being a king yes (laughs) um oh and they also meet a really dreamy uh government official who like they do the thing where like he turns around and the camera like basically puts a snapchat filter on where it like softens (laughs) the edges and you can just like um (laughs) yep yeah, so uh, they find out that, it, in fact, there is no monster. It is a ruse put on by the Prime Minister. He's trying to sow panic and discord, except there is also a monster. Yes. <laughs> who shows up immediately after the bad guy says, there's no monster. Um, so now we have to deal with both the Prime Minister and a large bear cat Beastie, dog. yeah. Yeah. Man, bear pig. Oh. Man, oh. <laughs> Yeah, he really, you know what? Monstrum really is a beast. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Beast is a good description of what he is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's got a a really good, like, the sort of, like, political thriller subtext. Yeah. It works really well alongside the, like, kung fu action scenes and the the actual creature feature part. Like, it all just... It all works it really clicks. well. Yeah, it all it, it all, all clicks together. Yeah, it's three separate gears, <laughs> and they're perfectly fitting to yeah. to move everything forward. 
Oh, yeah. Also, it's except for exactly two parts. It's a very pretty movie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, So yeah, the the biggest the biggest intrigue of the whole movie is definitely the like. um, So so I guess I guess a little bit of backstory that you didn't mention, Cameron, is that the the king that we see here is only in power because they literally removed just opposed. Yeah. They just yeah. That's right. Because the last guy, because so, he was like a, yeah. a Nero type. Who loved yeah, making loves. animals fight for his amusement. And so he wanted yep. the biggest, strongest, weirdest animals that he could get from all over the world brought to him. Yeah. That's not uh, why he was so deposed. He, he was deposed because he was a <laughs> no, big reason. jerk. He was awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was awful. But but yeah, so that's and that's the, the reason why there's this this tension between the prime minister and the current king is that like the prime minister is the one that helped bring the new king into power. So technically the king feels like he owes him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But But at the same time, he's like, Ooh, it's yeah. And also the prime minister is definitely up to no good. I knows it. He just doesn't have proof. Yeah. I love that. Like it's this, it's this very feckless leader because again and again, you see him very like he waits for other people to tell him what to do. He yes. doesn't make calls. He's so nervous and scared about losing any power that he has that he's afraid to take any action. He just desperately wants to cling to power while making no substantial change to his society that would improve the lives of the like the citizenry. So instead, this like diabolically evil old man is able to manipulate the seat of power by like, you know, kind of like saying like, Oh yeah, well, you know, like we could totally do this, but like, let me handle it. Let me handle it. And then doing really like the evil, like contrarian version of what he just said they should do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Know, absolutely. It's just weird. It's kind of mean- like, it resonates with me for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it feels uh, weird. It, you know, it feels relevant, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> feels like I've seen it somewhere before. And then that guy gets eaten by a giant dog tiger bear. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I mean, but that's that's the political kind of stuff, yeah. the climate that's going on. And so uh, you have your main character, uh, the, the old uh, general of the army who mm-hmm. left because of the girl that he found, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the, everybody wanted to kill her. And he was like, I'm not letting you kill this little girl. If yeah. she had the plague, I'd be dead already. Um, and so... You have the general and his uh, his brother, uh, another uh, royal guard, left, and then they are brought back in to investigate whether Monstrum is real yeah. or whether it's just a ploy. But then they find out through their investigation yes. that it's both it's, a ploy it's both and of those the monster. Things. Yeah, um, which is which man, was, they which do is such really a cool. good like back to back sequence of revealing that it's just a ploy and then revealing that it's actually a monster. And then right, you basically yeah. have like three, yeah, like Cameron said, there's three interconnected gears here. You have the political intrigue story, which we've discussed. You have the kung fu action story, which is the general and his live-in best friend who like go on this like <laughs> kung fu action fight scene. And the choreography, nine times Very out of ten, good. is really, really Not, cool. Yeah, nine mm-hmm. times out of ten is good. And then you I, have actually, a story. I would say, you know what? I would say I would 10 say, out of 10, because 10 the only 10, time I yeah. didn't like it, it was just because it wasn't It's being... because of the poor editing. That's fair. Yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not the choreography that was wrong. That's yeah, very, it was, it was that is absolutely things, fair. Which I will talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the final story, the kind of glue that captures all of these stories and brings them together, is the story of Monstrum, which is this bizarre critter that the old deposed king had, or 
lord had brought in and raised until he was deposed. And then the caretaker of this area, this old man, sends the like the beast away, sends this creature who we can name now. No, save. wait, no, wait, we're gonna no, let's wait. save the name. Save, so yeah. he saves the critter. The critter runs off and starts eating bodies that have been thrown down this well. And there's this basically this like trench where they throw plague victim bodies. Yeah. Um, that hilariously just... through a water trough connects all the way to the king's castle, which is yes. another very interesting and very good political commentary point. Um, but it starts eating these like plague victims because that's the only food this critter can eat. And as it gets infected by it, like its nerves get damaged. It grows big and fetid and toxic or venomous, I guess. And it becomes this horrifying plague monster. It's so cool. But yeah, I I mean the plot, uh, that's the thing Like we were saying that everything clicks together is like the, in the, within the plot, like that's, that's something that's really, really important is that like, the the main character that we're following, um, honestly, he's just very well. Oh he's yeah, just a, the acting the general is, is great. He's doing an amazing um, job carrying the like emotional heart of the film with his adopted daughter and again his live in best friend who plays like kind of a comedic role, mm-hmm. but their their relationship is great throughout the entire film, and you get to right. see yeah them working together and their first fight scene, first half of it is so cool to see them fighting in tandem. It's just yeah. amazing. It's just it's just so cool because it's like yeah, they're they're the kind of like comedic duo yes. is how we're introduced to them at the beginning of the film. Yes. I immediately dubbed them plays Vulcan out that Skull. Way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, and it still plays out that way. They are very comedic with each other. Oh yeah. Like they play off each other really well. But the instant like the main character specifically, the instant stuff like gets serious He's able to put on that serious face, yes. and while his his friend slash brother um, uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily like put on that serious face as much, even he does though. Like towards yeah. the end of the film, like he knows when stuff needs to get done, like it's time to be yes. serious, which is really nice because they are supposed to be military men. They are supposed to be part of the royal guard. It wouldn't yeah. make sense for them to not be able to put well, on that serious buddies. face. They, they yeah, yeah, they're war buddies. So like, <laughs> it's it's just very well done. I, I really I yeah. really appreciated that. Uh, um, you know, and I, I love the the creature stuff in this film. We're about to talk about that stuff, but like that, yeah. their relationship was like just really well done, really well written, really well acted, yeah. and I'm very impressed by it still. Yeah, so. I really liked. There's good chemistry between all the actors. Our 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 yeah. four sort yeah. of core cast, our four heroes. Uh, general, general brother. Um, and then the two over-the-top villains are great, too. Oh, my yeah. God. They're so the, good. The climactic ending of this film is all three of the storylines kind of, like, colliding, where you have yeah. the Monstrum running hog-wild inside the Lord's Castle, just chomping on soldiers. Um, really crunching and them down. The the, like, second-in-command uh, trying desperately to, like, assert his power, his coup happening in the middle of the monstrum attack um and then trying to frantically like get away from the situation only to be then yeah chomped by the monstrum and then like the big final scene is like we're just going to like try and trick the monster back into it it's i just love this see i'm like the monster can't see very well so our main character is like i'm gonna distract the monster back to like it's like like uh the place underneath the, the, the castle the, where the, the fighting animal pit, pit. yeah yeah 
So what he does is he picks up a sword and he's running uh, and there's all these dead bodies all throughout the castle now. And as he's running, he's swinging his sword around, whipping it down and clashing his blade up against dead soldiers blades to make that loud ching, like that loud noise. And the monstrum is following it, you know, just running after this loud pinging noise as he makes it to like the pit and then tricks the monster into like getting in there big climactic final fight with like a now super strong uh third in command basically the henchman of like the main antagonist uh they beat him then the monstrum shows up and everyone has to run away and he sets off the big explosion bonds like big self-sacrifice moment and it's just like what an emotional climax to a film yeah you know? it was very very good yeah oh, wait there's like also five more minutes of film after that where it turns out he didn't die <laughs> and instead he I don't just know if, is someone gonna talk about that though oh. i don't i don't want you to spoil it if that's gonna be someone's least favorite i don't know i thought we said I, mean, I know what my least favorite Rob, is. take that as your least favorite oh because we're, no, I've we're got here a least favorite you know? moment it's tethered to that but it's not the same okay. thing Okay. okay. That's why I wanted to mention it here because we had already kind of like said this wasn't anyone's <laughs> least favorite moment. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's 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 it, so essentially the 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 main guy survives. Yes. With and a they pulley do this system. weird edit. Yeah, they do this weird edit where they don't show you how he survives first. Yeah. They do the whole fake out death. And then they just kind of like like shrug at it at the end and they're just like oh here's how he survived yeah. and well, they, show like, they find him under rubble and they're like oh yes. my god you miraculously survived and everybody's happy and then they have their resolution and then as they're walking away it goes to black and they adr yeah how, the two... so how did you survive and then it shows the full scene and then it just <laughs> ends yes and i get i get what they were trying to do like they didn't want to show him actually survive they wanted to have the fake out yeah but like you could have you still could have done it where the fake out worked in there like he get he gets maybe get pulled away from the bombs by the pulley system but like still gets covered in rubble yeah and so you don't know if he survived or what like yeah you could have done something but instead they kind of did that weird fake out thing and it just doesn't play very well um but it's you know, the the rest of the movie has so much in it that I oh, like yeah. that that is mm-hmm. such a like a it's even even with my least favorite moment. That's kind of like a <laughs> shrug it off. Like, oh, well, it you know, feel, like the ending <laughs> does feel like it got passed by a test audience. They're like, this is too sad of an ending. Please change it. And then they they did a quick reshoot of a few scenes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's not my least favorite moment. That's just like a weird so, little like note at the end that I had to throw thing. in here. Yeah. So Cameron, you? why don't you uh, tell us about our our, our creature, oh our actual monstrum of the I film? Yeah, let's too. talk about because this is going to tie directly into at least my first favorite moment. Yes. So <laughs> monstrum itself, this is actually kind of easy to describe because he is essentially uh, those guardian lion statues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they have pretty much all throughout Southeast Asia, but yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a very wide head, really broad shoulders. Um, a cat-like body, like he is, yeah, yeah, like a like a tiger, but wide. Yeah, he's yeah. a wide tiger, like a bulldog and a tiger did a fusion dance. A bull yeah. tiger, <laughs> bulldog tiger, bear, bulldog tiger bear. Um, he went so they we do get to see him as like a a puppy. Who is literally? Such um, Cameron will talk about in a second. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as as a as an adult, 
whatever he is, uh, because he, <laughs> you know, grew up on plague-ridden corpses. He's yes. covered in these nasty pustules, and yes. a lot of his hair is missing. And he's very uh, non-symmetrical. Yeah, like, he's, he's, very, yeah, he's like, lumpy. He's got that uh, Peter Jackson King Kong look, where he's got, like, uh, this, like, scarred and infected body. Not only is he, like, lumpy from infection, but also just, like, crooked. You know, like he has like a hunchback. One shoulder is really big. Like, yeah. like the side of his head is like enlarged and swollen. Yeah, his you know his teeth are asymmetrical. Even yeah, his like, teeth are yeah. asymmetrical. His one of his eyes is like white and clouded over, if, and the other one's not. If you like, took it's... the bulldog from Tom and Jerry and then gave him the Toxic Avengers treatment, this is what you would get. Yeah, but also, <laughs> My boy, if he was like a yow, he's like okay, so he is a dog tiger. Yaogwai from Fallout. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's also a very strong, he, very strong boy. Oh boy. And yeah, and of course, uh, and of course, he's also like because he's all infected and nothing to notice. He's not uh, fully furred. Yeah. Like he's got like the patchwork very of mangy. black. Yeah. Gross, he has like fur. a nice sort of like beard almost. Ooh yeah. Yeah. Uh, which really stands out because it is constantly stained with blood. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's always got blood on it. <laughs> always bloody. Um, also, but anyway. To describe the size of this thing, it is like, it's the size of a it's, tank. It is, you know. Yeah. Like, it's host it's, size. It's like host size. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely it host is, size. Yeah, it's about host size. Like, um, I think almost exactly. Let's maybe say a yeah, little and smaller. I, 10 foot tall, you know, at the shoulder. about 10 foot tall at the shoulder. It's maybe like, a little shorter than that, yeah. but it's it's really long and bulky and yeah. very much yeah. a kaiju in my eyes. Uh, yeah. Very eight, much a, eight a, a mysterious creature. It's probably uh, the smallest we would go for our purposes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But he's. It, but it's it's one of those movies. Like having watched it now, like and I, it was what I was hoping for. It's one of those yeah. movies that like you feel even the though presence. the creature is a little small because it falls into a lot of the other like feel yeah. of a kaiju film yeah, it checks it a lot of boxes <laughs> so it checks all those other boxes even though it's a little small so it still counts on our side yeah uh, it's 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 definitely not an on the fringe this definitely feels like a giant monster to me yeah yeah um because it because its presence is a giant monster like we said like i mean they play it off at the beginning of like is this monster like real like is it as big as everything says yeah. there's a lot of rumors about it but we don't know what it looks like like you know like we we see the first group of people and we're supposed to be led to believe that they get killed by it but they just get you know torn apart by ropes instead and yeah and you're like oh okay that makes a lot of sense but then they literally go to another uh crime like, scene <laughs> another crime scene <laughs> yeah and it's people like literally ripped in half yeah and, with like, these boiling dude's dude's bodies in a tree. tree yeah yeah <laughs> And it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh Someone my. got ritualed um, into a tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's full on just like straight yeah. up in the tree. That was it's, great. You know, it's um, only a shame. I just kind of wish there was something to call this thing other than Monstrum because the name of the movie is also Monstrum. It makes it a little bit confusing to kind of just like, what really am I, which one am I talking about? <laughs> Rob, yeah. I've Before, got just the thing. What? Rob does, Cameron has one thing, but I, I do have to say one thing because Cameron mentioned it, or, we, or Rob mentioned it actually. Uh, one key thing to note about this creature, as we said, he is plague ridden. Um, and so his blood specifically Ooh, yes. is like instant plague. Yes. If you yeah. get any of that on you, you're, you're dead like quickly. Oh yeah. Like um, immediately just erupt into like nasty and blisters and, and coughing up just, blood and it's real it's, gross. Yeah. A really good it's scene when they uh, like. I'm going to probably talk about that scene. Ooh, so that's, okay. that's probably going to be my favorite that. moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I just wanted to mention that here since we're talking yeah. about creatures, it, it does have like poisonous blood that yes. is like instantaneous death. Yeah. Um, and that's very important to note. 
but uh, Cameron. Yeah. Segue to your what? What is your favorite moment or one of your favorite moments? So the old <laughs> there's the old man that just old happened man. to be volunteered into there. We're gonna go find the monstrum party. Well, not even and it, just so happened. He specifically said, no, 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 I'm, I'm good with animals. Like, let me be a part yeah, of this. He did. Group. That's right, because they tried to send him he home because he's so To be a part old. of this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and important like, for your no, scene. I'm, yeah, I'm good with animals. And so, um, yeah, there's a, they, they, they get stuck in a pit with him, and the old man somehow knows exactly what to do, and they find a tunnel that leads them back to the Old King's Underground Beast Pit. Yes. Yeah, you know, everybody's got one. Um, <laughs> and he tells them how he was in charge of feeding all the weird animals that they had down there. And through, like, breeding and stuff, because they were trying to make more ferocious, nasty monsters, yeah. they created um, the the Monstrum. And yes. in the old man's flashback, <laughs> it's a little puppy dog. It's a cute little chow puppy that they see. It's CGI a chow puppy that they put monster face, face on. Too. Yeah, and he even yeah. makes it like. Oh, it's so cute! Yeah, he makes a cute little noise. Yeah, and he like <laughs> the old man like called him over by jingling little jingle bells. He was like, "Hey, yes. come here! Hey, you need to give me some food." And he's got like the curly, fluffy chow tail, and he's so cute. And the old man says. And this is my favorite moment. <laughs> I called him Sparkles because of his sparkling eyes. <laughs> the giant, terrifying monster yeah. that you've been like running away from for the first half of this movie is revealed to have the name Sparkles. Sparkles. Sparkles, Sparkles the, the big kaiju. bloodborne monster, is named Sparkles. <laughs> and it, man, it changes the whole rest of the film. I love it, it so really much, does. though. It really does, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I already was on Sparkles' side, kind of, because I'm a oh, yeah. big weirdo. Um, but yeah, this actually, you're like, oh, look at Sparkles. <laughs> Every time and something bad happens, yeah. Sparkles up until the very end. He's <laughs> like, no, Sparkles. Especially no. the moment that I think Kyle's going to talk about was oh, real, yeah. real yeah. rough to watch after knowing his name is Sparkles. <laughs> And also immediately after that, like Sparkles shows up and the old man has the little jingle bell toy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, you remember me? And Sparkles does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And he follows him into a cage and then the old man has to betray Sparkles. It's really sad. sad. Yep. 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 But <sighs> uh, yeah, Sparkles is a little far gone at this point, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, poor Sparkles. But yeah, it was it was very cute, and I remember we like I, I was it, it definitely surprised me. I was yeah. like, wait, what? Its name is Sparkles. <laughs> I it's did like finding out that uh, that Cerberus's name is actually technically just Spot. <laughs> yeah, just Spot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like Hades just named his dog Spot. Like, I that's, did also cool. find some clips uh, just through a Google search where I guess so. There's a translation that calls him Sparky, which I also very much enjoy. <laughs> Sparky, <laughs> very good. Bart. Yeah, but yeah, he's both are both are great. Both are, both good are names. great. I love it. And man, I wish that <laughs> I really wish that Sparkles could have like had a happy ending. Yeah, and like the part, of me that knows, know. the part of me that knows yeah. animals knows that that can't happen. But yeah, through the magic, he's of definitely eaten one. T- he has a taste for human blood now, so I don't think you. He come has back a taste for yeah. <laughs> rotten plague blood, especially. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So, yes, everybody, our, our giant monster's name is Sparkles, and we will all be calling him Sparkles from now yes. on. For, for the rest Sparkles. of the review. <laughs> the second we're done recording, I'm going to tweet out, this one's for you, Sparkles. This, this one's for you, Sparkles. 
Um, uh, Rob, I think yours happens uh, before mine. So yeah, I'll go but last, I'm going to actually favorite. let you go yeah? first okay. because my favorite moment leads directly into your least favorite moment, and I fully agree okay, with that's the decision. That's a good segue. That's a, that's <laughs> oh, a good segue. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like okay, that. Okay, so um, so there's a really awesome action sequence when uh, Sparkles first shows up. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing. <laughs> However, uh, the scene that I just I adored was uh, Sparkles uh, in the Royal Palace. Yes. Uh, that entire sequence oh is my gosh. amazing. It's so well done. There's such good tension. Uh, I love like the the fire arrows, aka the arrows that just have like fireworks, fireworks on, them on them that they're yes. trying to use, uh, and it just doesn't do anything but make him mad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but there's a great scene, and it's 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 just really really good. It just reminded me of almost like a King Kong kind of sequence kind of feel. Mm. Yes. So they've got they basically like shoot these like harpoon things into sparkles and they're trying to like hold him and t- you know like capture him essentially because then the the prime minister is still like trying to use this to his advantage he's he's always sniveling and always trying to like you know yes yes, yes. yes. Ah. we can capture him and say we killed him <laughs> you know like and it's 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 really awesome and then it just it's just so good because sparkles sparkles basically just goes i'm done with this shit <laughs> And like strong arms his way out, yes. but the way he does it, it is it's where we get to see the poisonous blood yeah. just be so effective. Is basically the hooks and stuff in its back when it like pops its muscles forward to pop the things out. Oh, yeah, it just splurts blood out of those wounds and straight on the guys that were holding the spears, yes. the, the stuff, and they just immediately like. Blood pustules, and they start, you know, immediately choking and scratching themselves and throwing up blood. Yeah, and like it just uses that momentum to its advantage and kind of just like basically just rolls everything oh, away from yeah. him, and then just like, and then it's just done from there. He, he just goes on this rampage and just kills all these like these troops, uh, and uh, it leads to the big confrontation as well with uh, with the prime <laughs> minister on the rooftop. Uh, which is just very well done. Yes. So oh, yeah. good. It, it's it's one of those moments where all the plot lines kind of connect. And when it does, you're just like, oh, this is so good. It, like all the people are like on the ground watching. And, it ends in my favorite yeah. shot of the movie. Ooh, after, yeah. After Monster, excuse me, Sparkles. After Sparkles <laughs> eats the prime minister, he climbs up on like the, the top roof, the roof of the main yeah. building and like looks over this Ooh. burning city. Yeah, and does, yeah. he has his it's big monster good. roar moment, and God, big, it's so good underneath the moonlight. It's beautiful. It's yeah, a beautiful it's, shot. Yeah, it's very like that. That whole sequence is is very very good. Like it yeah. was really like riveting the entire time. Like I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like I'm so <laughs> like like it, it hits that like primal carnage of me wanting to see the monster just go on a rampage. Yeah, uh, and also like every single person that's around sparkles deserves everything that they're getting as well. Yes. Like it's, 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 it's cathartic. Chaos. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> cathartic because you're like, mayhem. you've also, you, these are the same troopers that killed all the innocent people yeah. in the woods. They're also the same troopers that, uh, forced people to go on this trip when the King said to make sure that they were compensated. But the prime minister was like, no, make sure you don't compensate anybody, yeah. steal them from their families. It's it's just it's just like everything kind of comes to a head and comes together at that one sequence for me. Uh, it was just very very good. Um, but uh, who's next? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess that's me. So I'm gonna mention something 
before my favorite moment that sets up my favorite moment. And it's our two main characters at the intro, our battle uncles, um, are like portrayed as like kind of goofy and bad at what they do. And one of my favorite scenes is like they're they're you know setting up like okay here's who they are here's what they're going to be doing the like they're about to go on their big mission and battle uncle number two walks up to the main character the dad is like listen like i don't want to do this but i'll join you on this mission because you saved me from an arrow in that battle and since then i've been your brother and the battle dad turns and looks at him and goes oh no i turned the wrong way i didn't mean to save you and that sets up their relationship <laughs> dynamic so perfectly. And now they're kind of so good. They're, they're kind of like goofy and you don't expect like, you're kind of like you're told they're cool martial arts masters, but that's like, you know, they've been super goofy throughout this whole intro. Yeah. Then we get the first major fight scene. They have made their, they're trying to hunt down the monstrum. So they've been like fanning out through the woods and the soldiers have, who have this, like, you know, basically this, mission statement which is kill everyone that you're with like the like you know every single villager that went on this mission needs to be killed and then we're going to blame it on the monster and then say that the king uh the lord like set this all up and he's a bad guy right so all the soldiers draw their weapons and start attacking our heroes the battle uncles get together and using the like tools of the people in other words, like they have like a gardening sickle and like a ho- a backhoe, and they're just like killing this like battalion of like soldiers, and it's the first action scene with them, and it's set up and choreographed so well and so cool in the first half. It's just it's just incredible, and to see them like really show off like, hey, yes, we're two goofy fun uncles, but like. Like we are the like trained super soldiers that we've you've been hearing that we are this whole time. And it's such yeah. a classic like samurai movie kind of or not samurai movie, but like like kung fu movie moment to instead of using like swords to be using like gardeners tools um, or farmers tools to fight mm-hmm. back against it. Because that's, you know, like showing that these guys are not. You know, the soldiers, they are fighting for the people. They're fighting with the people. And it's such a really good scene to set up exactly who these heroes are in the terms of them being heroes and not just fun uncles. And it's just, again, the first half of that fight sequence is incredible. Yeah. Really good. A joy to watch. And then then the second half of the fight happens. And I'm going (laughs) to I'm going to toss this over to Kyle. So, okay, so when I was watching this movie and I finished it, I I told you guys on the chat, I was like, I have, like, two least favorite things in this movie. But one of them isn't necessarily a least favorite thing. Well, it is, but it's not not just an individual moment. It's more of a broader thing. So I decided to go with this instead. So (laughs) right after we see the great choreography, and also technically during my sequence, there is also still great choreography. Yeah. they try to do uh, the single shot action sequence. Now, here's the thing: the single shot action sequence is is it's it's become very popular. Of course, uh, uh, you know Jason Bourne did it a lot. 
uh, uh, you know, Daredevil most famously with the the hallway fight scene, and then later the stairway, and then of course Mortal the Kombat Eleven three. does it several times throughout the big well, cinematics in game. Like it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a style. It's it and it, it, it's it's not a bad thing to try and do. It's not. I'm not trying to say like don't ever do it. However, one of the key things to note in any one of those single shot fight scenes or action sequences is the camera actually does not move that much. Yes. The camera always is supposed to only move when it needs to, AKA to hide people moving off of set or to hide new people coming in to the fight. It's always supposed to be like planned out so that you can only see what you're supposed to see and everything else happens off screen. Um, For the most part, that's what happens here, except they didn't put it on any sort of stabilizer or it wasn't on uh, like a tripod. It wasn't on a dolly. It was literally a handheld oh, single camera shot. They're like, shaking it's, it's, it on purpose. They're doing well, the Jason Bourne yeah, It feels like thing. they're literally shaking it on purpose. And it really like I, I – Marissa and I both watched it and I think we both had to like look away from the screen a couple of times. Yeah. Because it got like really nauseating. And like, also like you couldn't tell what was happening, like, or when you, and when you could tell what was happening, it looked cool. Like you were like, oh, that, that was a cool, like, you know, Kung Fu move that the main character just did, but I couldn't see it. So like, what, you know, what is this? Um, It obscures all the action and it's really frustrating because the scene could have been really cool. It could have. And it's really frustrating as well because in the context of the whole movie, as far as the cinematography goes, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, it's really, really well done, and it's really, really well filmed. Yeah. So it's this, like, really sore spot in, like, this, like, it's a pustule in the center of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, to I, keep it I, themed. I've, and it's just it's just not great. I fully agree. It's just agree. not very good. And you can <laughs> tell the choreography is, like, stylized off of that hyperkinetic kind of stuff from, like, Old Boy or, like, the like Daredevil. Um, you know, like the one take shots, but like because of how close and how shaky the camera is, you miss 30% to 50% of the action, Mm -hmm. you know, like you still get the kinetic force of him, like stabbing someone or knocking someone away, but because the shots are so tight and so blurry, it it just removes any of the, like, uh, like, the vibe of the shot, you know, it's a, it's a bummer. It's a big letdown, especially considering the like lead up to that moment is so cool. And admittedly afterwards, the reveal of Monstrum or sparkles is really cool. Not reveal, but like the full (laughs) camera reveal. Well, the first time that we see, no, yeah, yeah, that is because it's the first time we see sparkles in his full glory. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I fully agree. I was in the same boat. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just like, like I said, it's just like this one really bad spot. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Because everything and, else uh, is really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, who wants to go next? I got one. Yeah, Rob, get it, Rob, get in there. So, okay, I like I mentioned earlier how good this film is at blending comedy and action. Uh, specifically, they do a really good job of like. You know, that war buddy thing we were talking about where uh, Kyle even mentioned it, where like these two action dads are also really good at like communicating and having fun with each other in the moments in between cool like action fights, you know, especially like, you know, his like his brother does a really good job of like being 
more fun and lighthearted and kind of like, oh, you know, he's like kind of the more out of shape and like not quite as good one. And they do a lot of like funny, like comedy between them. But this yeah. film has a problem towards the later half of downplaying drama so much. Like they're afraid of having a dramatic moment and they have to like add like comedy and sometimes it just misses the mark. And one time where it likes, and man, I'm going to say it right now. I am a 12 year old boy. I love fart jokes. There's nothing funnier (laughs) in this world than a fart. Okay. It's, it's always funny. It's always good. Throw in a whoopee cushion sound effect into any movie ever. I will nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10 minus one say that was really good i love that more whoopee cushions in star wars that's what i'm saying that's all i'm saying this movie has the one fart joke that i don't like and i never thought i would say that about a fart joke but you have like they've the after the big first fight sequence um our heroes are all kind of captured by the bad guys sparkle shows up just destroys the whole group and they all end up uh, our heroes uh the two yep. battle uncles uh the young assistant uh and the daughter all fall into this like pit and they see the old man the old man's like hey rub yourself with this goop uh so he can't smell you do the zombie defense you know right yeah, um, right and they're all hiding there and monstrum leaps down or sparkles leaps down into the cavern and is chomping on this dead body it's it's all gross like oh man and then like it turns its butt away from or turns its butt to face one of the characters the fun uncle and it just starts making this very loud farting noise just a big loud just rips a big loud fart right in his face and it just keeps cutting to him crossing his eyes and making it like throw up face like he's going like and it's just like the old man like claps his hand over his mouth like yeah and it, but it's like yeah. it's literally like spliced in the middle of this like extreme drama moment of it chomping on a human very body tense. and yeah. it's like sniffing around and like you know it's like looking at the daughter and it's like it notices her like even though she's covered in the goop it can like smell that she's there and it like throws up on her and it's all oh, it's like gross and scary and horrifying and it's like and it just like it just undercuts the tension of the moment so much I just i I wish they hadn't have done that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, absolutely. You know, and I I feel kind of the same way about the dramatic conclusion being undercut by a cut to black. The hero saves himself by being like, you know, rent, winched away from the explosion, and like, oh, don't worry, the main character didn't die. Uh, but like this one specifically, because it's in the middle of a dramatic scene. Yeah, it felt like, and, and again, I love a good fart joke, man. Mm-hmm. And any fart joke is good. This is the first time I've seen a fart joke in a movie where I've been like, "All right, man, come on." I think I think the problem is is that it just doesn't, like you said, it doesn't fit the tone. Yeah. honestly, of the movie that we've actually been portrayed at this point. Yeah, because the movie has had humor in it, but it's yeah. never been that kind of humor. Yeah, so like, it just doesn't baby tear scatological humor in the middle of this like grotesquely violent sequence you know yeah yeah it just doesn't it just doesn't match yeah any of the rest of the movie like i I, at all like any of it like even uh the goofy points with the uh the general it just doesn't match 
it just doesn't match anything. So it's very out of place. And then in the sequence that it's in, it's very out of place. Yeah. So it's just, it just, it just comes off as very strange. It also um, goes on a little, I, I agree. a little too long. Yeah. It's like yeah. a solid <laughs> minute and a half of, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just a lot of fart. And <laughs> like, like okay, I get okay. why, <laughs> listen, I get why, I get why sparkles would fart in such a manner. You know, yeah, he's eating, it's a pure gross carnivore. Dead bodies. Eating gross dead bodies. Of course, it's going to have nasty rank farts. Oh, yeah. But leave the fart to my imagination. <laughs> it's about the farts that you don't hear. Yeah, we already know that, <laughs> That's like, what Scorsese the said, they're in smells really bad and gross, you know? It's yeah. just, it's just a little, it's a little bit much. A little bit much. We get yeah. it. This is yeah. a gross situation. I think that, like, the fart and uh, Sparkles throwing up, it's just like, okay. Right, <laughs> yeah. We get it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it'd um, be, it'd be fine. I, I'm honestly, I could be fine with the throw up, you know, cause it's like a cat. Oh, it just ate a lot of food. Like in my head, for some reason, fast. I'm more okay with that. Then, then it's going like, to start meowing at them. Like feed. Me. I think it's, it's like, because her sparkles. reaction is horrified. She gets thrown up on and she's like, <gasps> and she's like genuinely terrified because like this weird, like poison monster just threw up on her. And it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's bad news bears, but like, it's just a loud fart. And then a guy going, you know, and like, yeah, like making like these exaggerated, like, hammy, hammy acting, you know, and he has been a clown, a literal clown. Yeah. But it feels like it's just, it's, it's too much. It's too much. Just a bit too much. You have to have a light touch with a fart. You don't want to accidentally shart yourself with your fart scene in your movie. You can't push too hard. You're going to have a problem with that fart. What was I talking about? I think we've about? talked, ab- I think we've talked anyway. about the fart enough. <laughs> See, Can't I told you I'm a child. What's your least favorite moment? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. And this is like, I mean, besides the thing that Kyle's going to talk about, is just like, oh no, actually Kyle already did talk about it. I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on another plane about... of time, like always. Um, <laughs> there's just, there's a there's a lot of, and it's not a lot of, but it's just... There's a there's unnecessary exposition. Like what comes to mind in particular is when the general is back in front of the king after they've just like went into the woods and found him. And like the king's like, you need to go here and do this thing. And then they cut to like a random guy in the background whispering to someone next to him to like explain what the king's talking about. Uh huh. And it just that kind of stuff sticks out to me. Like I it we don't need that. Like I, yeah. I can, I can pull from context clues. You don't need to tell me that this is, oh, it's a remote village. Off the, why would those two be talking about that? Why would they be talking while the king is talking? <laughs> like it's the smallest thing ever, but it happens a couple times where just like, they just over explain things a little too much. <laughs> like they, yeah. they have, you know, communicated visually What's going on? I don't need any more backstory. We and can, yet. And yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. I th- I think that one of the, some of the exposition stuff that like is unneeded is um some of the like the writing and stuff that, at the beginning of the film where where it's like trying to tell yeah. you the whole story of like yeah. the I mean, king being like... usurped and stuff like that. But like I mean I, I understand why they did yeah. it. But like 
they also tell you that through the story of the movie. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like a little unnecessary. It's just kind of like, uh, I, it, I, I would have understood exactly what happened you without you telling also me. Also, just in replace writing. that with a sequence showing the leader being deposed. You well, know? technically, we already see that yeah, too. We see, like, with the, like when the in the beast pit, yeah, during the, the yeah, beast during pit, the man's I mean, flashback, like, you could have a sequence at the beginning instead of because like that f- fade to black text appears, mm-hmm. you know the you know, t- you know two centuries ago, or whatever you know, and like it's it's something we did in the eighties. We don't need yeah. to do it anymore. It's almost We've like they were trying to cinematically. They were. It's like they were trying to cinema sense proof this movie. <laughs> like they were like we're not leaving anything before, to chance before disney hopped on that train <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yeah no i agree cameron I, there are definitely like a few moments like that that are just kind of like eh. yeah we don't did, need did, that did you need to we don't need that we could have trimmed it we could have uh, trimmed the fat a little bit just a little bit just yeah. a I mean, it's, it's, there's not much yeah. there's not much there's not a lot yeah but it is there. But it is there. Yeah, it's definitely worth acknowledging. I mean, that's literally, I think that's all. I think we've complained about everything wrong with this movie. Yeah, well, yeah, there are exactly three thing. things well, wrong with thing. this movie. Well, there's one more thing. Okay. <laughs> there's one more Speaking thing, and it's, it's in cinematography. <laughs> Speaking of. So, uh, so that, that I mentioned in my least favorite moments that there was one other thing that I was going to mention here. Um, but I will start off by just saying in general, this movie is very well shot. Uh-huh. Very well made. Yes. Like uh, the sets are fantastic. It the, sounds the lighting, really good. Everything's everything is amazing in this. I don't uh, say and it regularly. Rob is going to talk about some CG. But the color correction is really good. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's just there's a beautiful like this one looking scene. film. There's this one at the at the beginning of the movie when they're in the like very like green vibrant yes. forest. It's just so pretty to look oh, at. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's a very well made film. I I knew that from watching the trailer back in the day when we first saw, talked <laughs> about it. I was years like, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be a good looking film. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so the cinematography is great. The camera work is great. Uh, Rob's going to talk some CG stuff in a second. Uh. But the one thing I will mention, uh, as I said, is there is a couple of moments where they kind of make a frame rate choice that I'm not I, sure I agree with. Yeah. I, okay, um, I, I know what they're doing because they do this in a lot of other Korean yeah. movies. Yeah, right, exactly. It Basically, they just suddenly drop the frame rate to about like two frames a second. and But the camera still moves around like it was normally filmed or shot. It's just that like it's all just these blurry stills. Of yeah. the camera recording something. And it's supposed to be high dramatic tension moments. It's shocking. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, it's a chaotic moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a film choice that they do in some Japanese movies and in a lot of like like the Korean action movies that I've seen. Which yeah. is not like I've seen like a lot. And like, you know, mostly I've rewatched Volcano High 150 times. Which is really good. Go check it out. But yeah. like, it, it's it's just like it. It's it's bad. It and it yeah, just like it's, it's not... so disorienting because you have this like clearly well shot scene because you're seeing the stills, you know, you're seeing the dailies of what they filmed that day, but they're doing like one frame, one frame, one frame, yeah, one frame, and then the it's the scene ends. It, it feels like in this movie, it doesn't feel like it was 
a choice made on set. It feels like a choice that was made in post. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't understand it. Is, there's there, there's one time that it happens that I can kind of understand it. And it's when the uh, first Sparkles time. is coming out of the cav- the the cavern. Oh. Or out, when he's like jumping up the wall. Yes. Mm. Like they slow the frame rate down there and that works for me because it's like, yeah. okay, cool. Because it's supposed to be disorienting because the creature's about yeah. to appear. Like, sure. Fine. That works. But then it's just used in like other random places in the film. Like it, it, they're all action scenes, yes. mind you. But like it just doesn't like it doesn't enhance it, anything. It's supposed it to just kind of weird a feeling. Uh, it's okay. It's so, like Dutch angles are supposed to be like, oh, you're disoriented. It's scary. These yeah. are supposed to it, like impress upon you the vibe of like, so oh my gosh, there's so much happening. What you know, like what can I? I can't like you know. You right. try and like I'm trying to remember the scene in my head, and I can remember like this person was screaming. I can remember the monster was here, and I can remember there was like you know this person running away. So it's supposed to be like the flashes of memory in an mm-hmm. intense moment. But the problem is with film, uh, you're not reminiscing; you're watching. Yeah, you're, you're actively watching, right. participating yeah. <laughs> in the event. So like you as a viewer are disoriented. As opposed to feeling the disoriented, like disoriented, like vibe of your characters, what's come uh, comes from the acting, not from the camera work. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, you're 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 disoriented in real life yes. because you're like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, not not disoriented because like, oh my god, it's so crazy. And yeah, there's in the so movie. much happening. Yeah, yeah it's, you're yeah. just more just like, Wait, why is this movie doing this right now? What's is going my on? DVD skipping? Yeah, t- yeah, is my Blu-ray <laughs> skipping? Like, what's happening? Uh, is, uh, is, is my laser disc we damaged? All have skipping? Uh, but yeah, like, uh, so so, but yeah, uh, that, that and that's just that's. Like I said, it's not really a moment. That's why I didn't use it as my moment. Yeah. But it is a thing that happens in this movie a couple Five of or times. Six times. One of them is okay. Yeah. But the rest of them, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but something that is also good is Ooh. the actual CG of the creature. Mm, yes. Rob, why don't you take us through that a little bit? They do. Okay. So there's like, there's like the CGI of the creature is amazing. Uh, the first thing that Kyle pointed out and like, I was like, I absolutely agree is during one of the initial scenes when sparkles first jumps out of like its cave and slams into the ground as its feet press into the loose soil, the soil pushes up and away from its foot. And they took the time to CG, like, you know, make the dirt itself moving and rolling around this creature. It's not just like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like between its toes. It's yeah. like it's like curling its paw in and out yes. of the dirt, and you see the dirt like coming up between its its claws. And it's seamless. And it's, it's seamless to yeah. the actual dirt that's on the ground. Yeah, and it's just such a little touch. I mean, they could have easily just like threw some like particle effects, and it would have looked floaty and weird. But they took mm-hmm. the time to actually like CGI the foot touching into the ground, the claws retracting a bit to dig into the soil as it like picks up its foot and moves. And as it does that, you see the ground deform and reshape underneath its paw. It's awesome. Um, There's only two CGI, like blue screen set pieces. The first one does feel a little bit like Peter Jackson, King Kong, where they're running through the field. uh, Oh yeah. They're being chased by the dinosaurs. Um, where they're running away from Sparkles inside of a like a closed off cave, and as yeah. Sparkles is like running through it and destroying the cave walls, there's like debris flying all over the place, and like you can tell yeah. that they're on a blue screen. It doesn't look super perfect, 
But you can but only it doesn't tell overstay because we're watching on a Blu-ray, you know? Yeah. And also, yeah, like Cameron said, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It is just an action oh, scene. Yes, so it yes. does kind of just go away pretty quickly. Absolutely. Um, and that scene is still intense. It's still like the rad. actual like yeah. stuff is happening is intense. But like, yeah, there's definitely there's there's a couple of moments, especially when the last person jumps off the cliff into yeah. the river. It's very noticeable that it's, like clearly that's you know a blue what screen. it is. Uh, what I picked up on, <laughs> it's a lighting issue. They're yeah. lit mm-hmm. with like studio lighting that they then in post downgraded to a, a light right. blue, but the background is dark and menacing like the yeah. cave would be so this the cgi yeah. team and the blue screen team just didn't sync up they perfectly. just didn't match it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah then uh like another sequence that uh is actually like i said in my favorite sequence another thing that i just thought of another really cool thing that they did when the when uh sparkles was uh jumping onto the rooftop oh, yes. and such uh and cameron this is you, you were talking about that great shot is uh they made sure that it interacted with the tile, the, uh, the roof, the roof tiles, tiles, yeah, yeah, the tile on the roofs. So like it would like crush it, and you'd see it would slip on some, yeah. and you'd see they'd go flying off, and like uh, it's it just it was very very good. And like when it when it does the big roar shot, it's such a it's a, it's on IMDb as one of the screenshots. Yeah. And I was so so glad that that was on there because <laughs> it's like you see its paw. Like when it's like when it's climbing up, it does kind of the same kind of like dirt thing that we actually just talked about, but instead it's an actual tile. So it comes yeah. up and it like pushes its paw down and grabs on and it crushes the 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 roof tile yeah. in between its claws. So it's not just like it just doesn't compress it. It like actually like crushes it in a way of something trying to hold on to yes. that. And that's such a those little things make cg look good yes it's it's a lot of things like that it's you know the lighting on the creature always matches the environment it's in yes other than the cave sequence it's probably the only one that's well, a little the cave sequence the lighting on the creature and on the on cave the creature is perfect fine. yeah but yeah but i mean like in like the in the um in the uh the the sequence my favorite sequence like it's that it's like fire lit like yeah you know like darkness and it's got this really good glow to it um, you know, it's, I mean, it's just, even, it's just, there's even some really good stuff. I'm oh, sorry. Even the sequences <laughs> no, yeah, like saying. inside, well, like when, uh, sparkles is betrayed by his, uh, his handler, uh, you can see the lighting through the grate on the ground. The shadow being cast by the cage is also uh-huh. across his face. And that's like, yeah. literally that scene is like a two second like it's a flash and you'll miss it you can really only see it in the screenshot but if you look at the screenshot you can very clearly see the outline of the shadowy bars across his face it's awesome it's so good the team that did this like deserves kudos i'm sorry it took two years you didn't get a chance to be uh given (laughs) if if we had had this movie back when we first knew it was coming out we we definitely would have reviewed it back then (laughs) absolutely um they wouldn't have had to wait um, this long for their precious kudos (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's there's just some of the, the cgi is very well done uh you know the choreography as well we've already talked about it is really really fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah um there's uh you know there's there's some great uh set pieces in this movie is how i would describe it um, with all the action and in general uh the one (laughs) there's one scene that i have to just briefly mention before we move on to sound (laughs) is uh i loved so um we have the moment where the general officially comes back to be the investigator yeah of uh of the 
the the the monstrum. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I call it the Aragorn Aragorn shot because it's literally exactly the same shot from uh, uh, Two Towers where Aragorn pushes open the doors. Oh um, yeah. Helms Deep and kind of walks in like a badass. Like you have that literal exact same shot of like who's the investigator and they turn to the door and he just like the general just comes strolling in yes but i love it because it's slow-mo but it's the exact right amount of slow-mo it's yeah. not too slow it's just fast enough to make him look like an ultimate badass just yeah. walking yes. in like and in the prime... it's just so good and then the prime minister farts so for three minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was just it was just so good that that scene i i laughed my ass off when i was watching it. i was like this is amazing this is just <laughs> grade a like this is such a badass scene hey guys um, yeah uh do you guys think that sparkles makes biscuits before he goes to sleep yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> absolutely he does you All see, right. you, see those you see you those paws you see those paws you know what he does those big old paws i think that's why i'm so taken with sparkles is that as gnarly as he looks he does have big old footers Ooh, he yeah, also has a very cool paws. roar yes uh, yeah so when it comes to sound design the intro theme is like this cool kind of like it's like a mix of woodwinds and this like synthy kind of electronic sound and like i was like that's weird it's a very cool choice but i didn't really think much about it then as you get into the movie it's mostly like drums and like you know very like background kind of music it's not like in your face sequences you know Uh uh-huh but the monster's roar is like they took like several big cat sounds and then they like messed with them in post. Like they added a lot of like weird reverb effects. And the coolest yeah. one is uh, like towards the middle part of the movie. It's a very close up shot. It's when they have like hooked it, I think. And it's yeah. like, you know, very close up shot with the monster. And it roars this like kind of meowy, chittering roar that they Meow. then like put through an auto tuner. And it's got this weird techno remix of like an angry yowling cat. And it's so yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm <laughs> seeing the scene in my head, but all I'm hearing when Sparkles opens his mouth is yay, like... yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought like that that was really cool when mixed with that intro theme song, which had like this kind of like synthy background yeah. music. Like synthy, well, I don't the... say like synthy, like, wah, 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 wah. it's just like. Mm-hmm long wee 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 kind of like sound yeah. with like this eerie synth. Yeah. It's really and there cool. There is there is some good there are some good soundtrack moments like I couldn't like sing them to you or anything like that but oh, there yeah. are some great like the the when the creature first appears like that that is actually some really good music like the tense like music of it coming when it comes out and it's yeah. like standing up next to it's that not creepy taiko drums the that's Japanese. Trees. what's the no what's the big um, drums in korea those <laughs> i don't know the name of those you know the big drums but yeah it is it's got those yeah it's got those big deep dr- bassy drums yeah um but yeah it's and yeah the roar is really great and like i said uh, it's got some really good um to fully work like to go yes. along with all those great cg moments like we were talking about like with like the crushing of the tiles yeah. on the roofs yeah uh, and stuff like that it gives a lot of weight to sparkles like he never feels weightless like he's, he's doing a lot of heavy. running and jumping around but he's very heavy every time he hits the ground there's a big noise you know yeah. in the in the the Abs- soundtrack absolutely i just i'm just gonna say something i'm just gonna po- put this in right here 
there's a moment when uh, all of us are talking and we remember to drop the name Sparkles, where our eyes light up for a split second as joy <laughs> fills our hearts and we get to say Sparkles again. So anyway, I just I just want to I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Look. It's always fun whenever we get an alternate name for a kaiju. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we've had... Um, uh, Steve Buscemi. Name? Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Uh, oh, my gosh. We've had... Uh, of course, Well, we haven't talked about him, but, you know, like in Jaws, you have Bruce. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, you've got, you've got all these other ones that we've done. Uh, I believe we named one... Um, Danny DeVito, didn't we? Oh, yeah, it was yeah, uh, yeah. Dobra from uh, Birth of Mother 2. Oh, yeah. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> oh, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Basically, when I can't... But usually that's... I can't remember it. We can, a it's word. because we can't pronounce it. But, but I mean, Steve Buscemi was the full-on... That was oh, the name they yeah, called the monster true. during the movie uh, from, from Host. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's always fun. But yeah, it's it's great to, to be able to call this one Sparkles. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I guess that leads us to to uh, final thoughts. Ooh, final yeah. thoughts. I'll I'll go first. Yeah, uh, since I'm already talking, <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, is it perfect? No. Uh, there's a few things that I you know, like I said, the 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 weird uh, uh, handicam uh, single shot fight is really off and doesn't work very well. Uh, there's those weird slowdown moments. And the and the fake out death at the end is kind of a little disappointing that they went that route because I think it worked better with the the main character dying. Like, yeah. I think it worked really really well. Um, but but I enjoyed almost every other second of this film. Uh, <laughs> I really liked the political intrigue plot that they had going. I thought that was really well done, really well written. Uh, it made you hate the prime minister like instantly <laughs> once yes. you saw what was going on. Uh, so it was really good at setting up your villains, uh, your human villains. And then of course, when the instant sparkle shows up, the movie takes on a, almost a completely different tone, but also still keeps the political intrigue plot without losing it and keeps it relevant throughout the rest <laughs> of the film, which is very hard to do. And not a lot of movies have been able to do that kind of thing. So props to that. Uh, the creature is fantastic. It's really unique. It's really fun design. Um, you know, the, the fact that it kind of incorporates the, 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 the Shisa statue kind of idea, uh, into a creature design is fantastic. And I love it. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's just, it's just so, it's so cool. Like I, I just, there was just, there was not a moment in this movie, uh, that I was bored. There was not a moment (laughs) in this movie that I was angry. Uh, I, I, I loved this movie. Like I, I really, really loved this movie. I would suggest it to any giant monster creature feature fan. It's a very good one. Uh, it's out on Blu-ray by Shutter Entertainment. They're the ones that got the rights to it for the American release. Uh, I saw it at Walmart yesterday or the other day. <laughs> so it's it's everywhere. It's easy to find. It's everywhere. Uh, track this movie down. You will not be disappointed. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'll let Cameron finish. Uh, so do you want me to jump in? Go, here? Rob, go. So you can, yeah. Uh, I fully agree. I echo Kyle's sentiments. Exactly. I uh, I think that this movie narratively, it, like, okay, so it gets the simple things perfect. <laughs> and there's something to be said about getting, like, the structure of your, your film perfect. Uh, because we see a lot of big Hollywood movies just 
uh, totally miss that mark uh and it's <laughs> like <true. laughs> you know like the, the huge budgets huge like production staff pas all over the place this film is tight like the first 20 minutes you set up all of your characters you set up what their skill sets are you set up what their relationships are you set up all the villains you set up antagonist number one's plan and you set up antagonist number two the monster sparkles plan uh which is to eat and that they're both real and both having a negative impact on the populace of like this thing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. This film just like, again, yeah. Aside from those few small little moments is just like, just perfectly crafted, like for a monster flick. Like a, this is just such a good creature feature that it like is a great example of something to watch. Uh, if you want to get into screenwriting or like understanding the like kind of like structure of a film, because it does such a good job of like just laying everything out on the table and having every single cog fit every single like moment of the film. It's great. Uh, I, you know, we've, we've already talked like the weird, like frame rate issues and like some of the, like the scary sequences we've talked the like the comedy sometimes misses those marks, but most of the time knocks it out of the park. Uh, we've talked about how great this creature design is. We've talked about how 99% of the time the CGI is gorgeous. Uh, there is no reason to not like check this movie out. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, when we come up to our next like 50th episode or hundredth episode, I guess, uh, I, I'm going to have a hard time picking between this and ritual, uh, when it comes to favorite movie <laughs> we've covered yeah. because like, there's just so much to love in this film. Uh, as much as I, you know, we could still find problems in this compared to ritual, but like, man, it's a close race. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, I, uh, I highly recommend this movie a hundred percent. It's just, it's just so good. Like I <laughs> really struggled to find things like beyond the, the weird cinematography hiccups to <laughs> like complain about. Cause I just didn't, I just didn't have anything. The monster himself is so fascinating to me. Like, yeah. The, the setting is one that we, in the States at least, don't see very much. And you guys know I love a period drama. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the I, I'm going to be thinking about Sparkles probably every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> I very much enjoy Sparkles. I wish we could be friends. Um, uh, I can't remember the last time we watched a movie and I saw the monster and I was like, man, I would like to ride that <laughs> across <laughs> every, the plains. Every movie. You message us every single time. Well, yeah, just, but I mean this just one in, especially. Like, Q, you message us saying, I would love to ride Q. I know, but this, like, Sparkles is so rideable. Like, he reminds <laughs> me of in Far Cry Primal, you could ride a saber-toothed tiger. That's and good. land it on people. If you jump off of a building and land Fair. on them, then the, cyber, yep. the saber tooth will just eat them. And that's the kind of vibe I get from Sparkles, and I like that about him. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> like I like how quickly they like turn us, the audience, like 
they they as soon as they introduce Sparkles' backstory and just by giving him that name, we're just like, oh, uh, man, oh, <laughs> it becomes a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the tragedy <laughs> of the beast. He could have lived not a good life, but a probably well. Well, yeah. probably could, he Monst- probably could have like lived a good life if he didn't monster. start eating plague people. You know? I mean, look at the size of this cage, guys. I'm looking at it right now, and I just, yeah. that's not enough room. You know, he needs <laughs> he needs space, but also when you give him space, he starts eating the populace. So it's a it's true. <laughs> it's a it's a trade off. Yep, yep. But I think it's worth. Also, it. we just we just we don't get a lot of a million monsters. Yeah, yeah we don't. Yeah, and like yeah. this is so like they did such a good job of he wears his influence so plainly, but it's also. They've taken the basic idea of the Guardian Lion and done such an yeah. interesting thing with it. Yeah. And made it a genuinely Definitely. scary monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in conclusion, I give him five head pats out <laughs> of four. One extra one to grow on. One extra one? Pat, pat. <laughs> Love him. Well, that was us talking about Monstrum. Whoa. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Also, hope you guys check it out. God, I hope um, you check it out. <laughs> so, uh, we've got a couple things coming up for the month of January. So, coming up next is Rob with Tokyo Signals. Yeah. What you got mm-hmm. there going on there, Rob? We're covering the next uh, two episodes. Uh, well, not the next two chronologically, but we're covering two more episodes uh, of uh, of Neon Genesis Evangelion with Chris from GargantuCast. Yay. Uh, we're going to talk about episodes... Uh, Five and six, Ray one and two. It's kind of confusing okay. to say it like that, but uh, yeah, we'll cover the the introduction of Ray as a character. That'll be really fun. Fun, fun, fun. And then, of course, at the end of this month, we will be covering uh, a movie that uh, <laughs> we <laughs> recently saw on a uh, Mystery Science Theater uh, three thousand. Yeah, uh, yeah we came did. back for its revival. Um, but we are covering Young Gary. Young Gary. The original. Old Young Gary this time. <laughs> the original Young Gary. Yep. Um, Listen, we started from the top. We started with Reptilian. <laughs> it's time for us to, you know. To go back to, to when to he was see. literally just a straight up Godzilla ripoff. When he was just, um, you know, in his prime. <laughs> and a little bit of a Gamera ripoff. You know, let's, a little bit of both. Let's be fair here. Yeah. You know Fireballs. <laughs> uh the design is very much just Godzilla with a horn on its head. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> that's Gomez. Oh, that's fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so we'll be covering Young Gary at the end of the month. Uh, we already have February lined up, but we're going to keep that a mystery uh, for now. Because, mystery. one, we're not sure 100% on the order of things. Some of that depends on a movie possibly releasing. Oh, boy. Month. It could change It could uh, change stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, okay. hopefully we'll have more information on that before we get to Young Gary. We'll be able to fully announce next month. Yes. Um, but uh, look forward to us uh, deep diving into something we've talked about a lot on the cast before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we have never done it up until now. Yeah. And remember, so, still on the table, and we're about to talk about it, if we get 30 patrons for one whole month, we will that's true. cover the entire Mega Shark franchise from the Asylum films. Marissa will the be on that episode. episode. I cannot <laughs> wait. I'll eat sushi while tier. we do it. It doesn't like that's the thing. Any tier, it, it doesn't matter. It's just thirty yeah. patrons for exactly as a month, a whole month at thirty patrons. So <laughs> drive by my happens, house and throw your change at me. It'll count <laughs> if that happens. And we need only ten more patrons to get there. So 
It could happen. But uh, anyway. Single one. So speaking of our patrons, thank you guys so much for supporting the cast. We really appreciate it. If you search Tokyo Lives on Patreon, you'll find us pretty easily. Uh, so thank you to Behind the Mask 1313, C. Stafford, Caleb Talley, David Myers, Destroya, Joe Jira, Jonathan the Bukio Daddy, Joshua Gilland, <laughs> Kyoi Toshi, Melissa Carter, Alex Yarbrough, Jesse Hickman, Uis, Nathan Towns, William Kish, Jack Horowitz, Nicholas Whale, Taylor Ward, Chris Britt, and Eric Schuster. Thank you guys so, so much. We really appreciate it. Cameron! <gasps> What is the 1375? Well, Kyle, I'm sorry to report that my dinosaur petting zoo didn't go very well. Uh, Ah. You know in Jurassic Park when they break out? Yeah. It turns out you get there a lot faster if you just kind of uh, leave everything open concept. You know, I guess I just assumed, (laughs) you know, since it was a movie that it wasn't. You know, it wasn't yeah, real. You but, know, you they know. told me to. They told me that I should take precautions. I was like, "That's a movie. We're in That's real just, life. Now. This is real life. This is These real, real life. dinosaurs. These are real dinosaurs. With feather so, boas. <laughs> yeah. So it was. You know, we didn't have any death because I mean, real dinosaurs. They're you know the the raptors are only about three feet tall and they're basically yeah. chickens. But a lot of people got real scared. Yes. Um, so I've I've revised my my business plan. Oh. Um, yep. so now I've invited a bunch of scary aliens from various, uh, tokusatsu franchises <laughs> and it's not so much a petting zoo <laughs> as you can just kind of like shake hands with them, um, <laughs> shake claws, shake, shake lobster claws. Um, and I guess just kind of chat with them for a little bit. Uh, they are just kind of wandering around. Um, there's been a little bit of a language barrier, so I don't think all of them really know what they're doing there, (laughs) but they shouldn't like attack or anything. (laughs) It's probably fine. It'll probably be fine. So yeah, just come and chat with all your friends. Bemular Ron is there. Uh, he also runs the gift shop, which he's very excited about. So yeah, come on down. We're, uh, you know, rebranded, reopened, come shake some hands. Come shake some hands. Got it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, for thirteen seventy five, I'll be uh, uh, giving people dinosaur uh, dinosaur insurance uh, <laughs> for all these dinosaurs that I've unleashed. For all these dinosaurs I've unleashed on <laughs> the world. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. So continuing forward at Tokyo Lives Cast is our Twitter. Check us out on there. We're super active. Post things all the time. In fact, while we were recording this episode, I posted this amazing uh, Dreams PS4 uh, game that someone made. Uh, it was a Godzilla uh, game. It looks fantastic. Oh, the, uh, it's like Godzilla versus guy? Gigan. Oh no, no, no! It's a brand new one. It's a different Ooh. one. Uh, so you check that out. Um, and then, of course, uh, Facebook to search for Tokyo Lives. You'll find us on iTunes. Uh, search Tokyo Lives. Leave us a review on iTunes. We'll try and read it out on the cast as soon as we <laughs> notice that it's there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, TokyoLivesPodcast.com is our website. Uh, check out the uh, Christmas special that Rob made for a actual Tokyo Noms uh, <laughs> for some Rodan hot wings uh, that Marissa and Rob worked on together. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, our first ever it? live, not live, filmed Tokyo Noms. <laughs> filmed Tokyo Noms, yes. Our first ever Tokyo <laughs> Noms short likes film. Those, I can make more, I, you know. It was pretty fun. I think yeah. I know how to make a better version next time. <laughs> I'd like to see it artsier. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can oh, do yeah. that. Yeah, really get expressionist <laughs> on it. <laughs> 
But anyway, as I said, I look forward to uh, hearing Rob and Chris from Cast talk about Evangelion next week. Or rather, yeah, next week. And then after the week after that, we will be talking about Young Gary. Uh, and then uh, we've got some fun stuff for February Ooh. planned. Young so I hope Gary. you guys enjoyed this. And uh, check out Monstrum. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.